0: Hello and welcome to the AVSJ podcast, back for another episode with my buddy Aaron, how are you doing today Aaron? Hello, I'm good thank you, Uh, how are you Jules? Uh, Yeah, I'm good, I mean, days are the same, same old, same old, slightly warmer days though, not like the below freezing
1: days of a couple weeks ago. Alright that's enough of all that then, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what are we talking about today? (laughs)
0: Uh, Today, we are talking about leaks. Leaks? Leaks? What's a leak? Like the vegetable? No, not like the vegetable. Although I do like the vegetable, not to get distracted. (laughs) No, leaks as in music leaks. Yes. Why are we talking about leaks, Jules? Uh, Well, so a couple weeks ago, I came across. A couple leaks ago. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, A couple weeks ago, I came across a post on Wavy Garms the Facebook page for buying Mm -hmm. and selling clothes uh where some guy was asking for something Matt Miller related I can't remember what it was and someone just posted a shared drive thing with like over a gigabyte of unreleased Matt Miller songs
1: yeah it was like 139 songs yeah like like something ridiculous and like
0: like whole projects that were never put out with like artwork and stuff like that um mm-hmm. and you know like I clicked on it listened to one or two tracks and like I even Gilles, looked Gilles, well, well, Whoa well well, 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 well. <laughs> yes, we'll get to that in a bit. But I uh no because I Googled like the name of the project, which I won't say on here because we'll get into it mm-hmm. later. Um and there were people like, oh yeah, this track, this track, I can't believe this one was never released. So I listened to like a couple of them see what see what the deal was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I kind of thought like, is it moral for me to be listening to these songs is it unethical
1: well not to give away my opinion too early but i think in this case yeah i think it is <laughs> <laughs> like um leaks basically for those unaware is like when something that is not intended to be put out is then put out it's when a party's confidential information is released to the public on the internet or like an intentional disclosure of something secret or private. Those were official definitions. (laughs) Um, And I think in this case, it's disclosure of something and the person can never then release it because they're dead. And you don't know if they were supposed to release it. And also they're gone. Let them be gone. People make music all the time. I mean, musicians make sometimes multiple songs a day. And... They only choose to put out certain songs and let that be their own choice. And in the
0: case of Matt Miller as well, like I don't know an artist who has their music leaked more than Matt Miller. Like Mm -hmm. if you go on Matt Miller's subreddit, there's just like so many posts of just songs that he never released. And that tune, what's it called? That's Life with 88 Keys and Sia.
1: See My cash got deeper and my morals disappeared Never thought I'd be an asshole This my last show Can I please get a standing ovation A hundred naked bitches in my dressing room waiting We lost a lot of blood for
0: this fucked up nation But me I'm getting high Making love in that spaceship So what are the basics That got leaked before Sia was on it And it was like a different instrumental And loads of people had heard that version And then... There were loads of posts about it saying when the actual version comes out, then listen to that one as well. Because in essence, Mm -hmm. like 88 Keys who released the song
1: has now lost
0: streams because people have already heard it and therefore lost money.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many negative things about leaking. Like I can't think really of that many positives apart from people say, well, people say in a very... um, consumer focused way we are entitled to it because we are the fans and they made their music so we can listen mm. to it i read an article um on the face called what's the motivation in leaking an album um by someone called will pritchard and it was written in january of last year um in the kind of midst of jay huss's album being leaked a couple of days before he was supposed to put it out and in it he interviews some big leakers and he talks about like leaking websites um and it was really interesting to learn about the kind of culture behind leaking on the internet and like the community behind it and it seems like quite an aggressive community as well Mm. um but there was a an interesting quote where one of them says something. I mean, I'm misquoting it, but it's fine. Something along the lines of there being like a placebo effect with these songs because they're such like hot property that and they're so exclusive that just by listening to them, because you know they're not supposed to be listened to, makes them better and mm. more rare, which is interesting.
0: It's like, um, what's his name, Martin Shkreli getting I was that wu album. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for like three million or something. Yeah.
0: He, yeah basically Wu-Tang like just auctioned it off and then this guy Martin Shkreli, who's like world renowned supervillain bought it <laughs> and wouldn't share it with anyone ever like play play it while on Instagram live and shit and so that mm-hmm. was like all people knew of this Wu-Tang album.
1: Yeah I swear like a few months after he'd bought it they were like oh what's it like like people were interviewing him and he was like oh, I haven't listened to it yet. He's <laughs> just like, you're an asshole. Like <laughs> He's it. such an asshole. <laughs> But at the same time, that's how they have released it, and that's what they chose to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, if Martin Shkreli had leaked it,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that would have been his own, his own uh, choice. Yeah, his own prerogative. Mm. Um, if someone had like come into Martin Shkreli's house and leaked it and stolen it and leaked it, yeah, that would be a different story. But yeah, mm-hmm. it is what it is.
1: So, let's talk about a bit more about leaks. Mm-hmm. What are why are leaks bad in your opinion, or are leaks bad in your opinion?
0: Yeah, so we kind of just touched on it a little bit, but um, for example, in the case of like uh, uh, Yandy by Kanye West, mm-hmm. so there was like massive like hype about this album. He'd already released the artwork and things like that. And then, Mm -hmm. as far as I know, it got leaked Mm -hmm. and he decided, all right, I'm just not going to put it out now.
1: Yeah, it was like quite close, maybe like a month or so before it was going to come out and then the whole thing just got dropped.
0: Yeah. So in that that sense, like, if you're taking away the kind of rights of a musician um, and their creative control over their work, then... That's quite a big deal. That's you could argue that's like a freedom of speech issue that Mm -hmm. they can't release, they can't express themselves on their own terms. In a sense, Mm -hmm. as a result, like scuppers future releases, scuppers like long term plans, and affects people's livelihoods.
1: Mm -hmm. Leaks ask leakers are scuppers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean it's just completely taking something that isn't yours yet. It's just Mm. being, like, really impatient. If you know that the album is going to come out, what is the benefit of listening to it a month Mm. earlier? Like, I I don't really understand that psyche. I mean, I'm not... I'd say I'm fairly patient. (laughs) But (laughs) um, if it was like I was waiting for exam results or something, that was a time where I was like, I need this now. And, yeah, I get that kind of excitement about music, but I never feel like I should... Be breaking the boundaries of what is the artist's choice and what then becomes my own choice
0: that being said i feel like we're being pretty anti-leak
1: now oh yeah we're being one-sided so far yeah
0: yeah i do feel like there is a very human element of seeing an album has been leaked by an artist that you love Mm -hmm. and knowing people have heard it Mm-hmm. And wanting to know what they've heard, like there's definitely a very human element
1: to wanting to hear the lead. You want to be included, yeah, of course. Especially if it's an art- artist that you love. Um, do you think there's something different in the case of Jay Huss, Kanye West, when you know that the album is going to come out anyway?
0: Mm. Yeah, then it's a bit different because yeah, like you could just hear it. In a couple
1: of days, yeah, and also like there's intention in the artist. You know that that's something that they're happy with, and they were. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm doing air quotes by the way for the podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, in a sense, like you can't say for certain because people make changes right up until things are released. Especially Kanye, yeah. like make changes. See, sometimes even after it's been released, but there is something, I suppose, in knowing that it's gonna come out. Where it seems a little bit less bad. Yeah. But I think as well, like, say,
0: I don't know, Watch the Throne 2 got Mm -hmm. leaked before it It was It already came out. Before it was... (laughs) (laughs) Watch Throne 2 by Jay-Z and Kanye got leaked. Okay. (laughs) And there wasn't even, like, an announcement about Watch Mm -hmm. the Throne 2. And suddenly, it's all everyone on the internet was talking about. Mm -hmm. Then you'd be like... I'm kind of intrigued to see what's going on here. Yeah. Um, because it's not like... Yeah, it's not like there was a release date or anything about it. It's just like this bit of audio is now available that was not once available. So, yeah, I feel like it's very easy to condone leaks, but at the same time, very easy to be drawn into them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that same way... Like, the article was talking about how there's sites where certain songs get auctioned off, and there was a an interview with someone on there, one of the leakers, saying, like, he's bidding on a song that had, like, Jay Huss when he first came out of prison with Dave and Mo Stack, and it's, like, mm. the exclusivity of having that one song would suddenly give him so much power because it's, like, this is a clear moment. Yeah. Um... That seems important and significant in the yeah. landscape of music, yeah. but still, you have you just have to respect the artist's choice. Mm. Um, I do understand the frustration, and it's probably more of like a. I mean, we're twenty-three. We're not that old, but like I would understand it more if I was a bit younger and a bit more like yeah. I need this now.
0: I definitely feel like my attitude to leaks. Have definitely changed over the last few years. Like I feel mm-hmm. like if I saw an l- album I was really looking forward to get leaked a week early, mm-hmm. I would have been like, "I'm gonna download that right now." Whereas now I feel like, yeah, it's not it's not my uh, cre- it's not my decision for me to hear it now. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If um, when No Name dropped. Telephone the official album. I remember she was like, Oh, it's gonna drop this time. Watch out for my Twitter and then it she just didn't drop it for another like three days and everyone yeah. was just going crazy. I feel like if that had leaked then, yeah, I probably at the time would have listened to it. Yeah. Because I knew that I was just gonna listen to that album anyway. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But in terms of no name, just well yeah. we're on her as an artist. One thing we've kind of mentioned is like These songs build up an image of an artist Mm -hmm. and so they carefully select or them and their team carefully select what songs they're putting out and so that's why leaks are so important because I mean so disruptive because a song that you might not want the public to hear suddenly comes out and it's part of your canon material Mm. and everybody associates that with you. In Mm. fact I even wrote about a leaked song in my dissertation by Kanye West. Called Mama's Boyfriend, if you're interested. Um, but he actually leaked that himself, which is another mm. interesting thing to consider. But while we're on, while I was talking about No Name, um, one album that I've mentioned in the past on the podcast is the original Telephone project, or the, mm. her first project that was called Telephone, um, which she then distanced herself from, um, and actively said, like, I, I'm deleting copies of this on my SoundCloud. Is that then now kind of like a leaked mm. song? And should I not listen to it anymore? And should I choose to... Or do I then put that as a different artist in my head?
0: Yeah, that's a really tough one, I think. Because, I mean, essentially, once something is out there, is out there. Mm-hmm. I feel like I might be wrong, but I feel like I remember Soup saying when he came onto the pod like once something has been put out you don't even know anymore like it's just out into Mm -hmm. the world so it's quite difficult to retroactively take something back Mm -hmm. Um, but then again like under the same logic as leaks you are right like should you morally listen to something that someone doesn't want you to listen to or doesn't want to be associated with
1: yeah it's so difficult because at the time that it was released they did want it yeah That was how they, and it also had an impact at the time. Like, we both really liked that album.
0: Yeah, and I feel like she definitely probably got a lot bigger and got more Mm -hmm. opportunities because of
1: that album. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to then suddenly disassociate yourself from it.
0: On the other hand, are there positives to Leaking Yourself?
1: Well, um, sometimes. <laughs> um, I guess if it depends on how you do it. There's a lot of like TDE artists that are always very frustrated with the kind of s- speed of their releases. Mm. Like Isaiah Rashad, I think, often plays songs on his Instagram live because he's frustrated that his album get- isn't getting put out. Mm. Um, Absol tweeted a while ago about how he, want- he wouldn't be angry if his team leaked his project before mm. it got released because they always... Um, take ages to put stuff out and there is a sense when artists do it themselves that they're doing it to kind of create more of a buzz about the album mm. but if you're leaking it yourself are you actually leaking it or are you just <laughs> or are you just i mean it's a whole thing of ownership isn't it i suppose yeah because just because the artist makes a song doesn't mean it's the artist's song yeah. or it doesn't belong to them but in the past when artists have leaked their own music it's not gone very well for them mm. like there's there's a case with um, a rapper called Angel Haze when the said, all to be sun. Jesus Who's that my me and get from the all of you keep taking your but they won't come at me straight for your my get to that point am promise you people that you see what see with my eyes all the demons my my whose um album got delayed and delayed and all her fans were getting on her like oh i can't believe you haven't made this album like keeping us waiting blah 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 and um she was like nah fuck the label it's all them i've got the whole thing done it was supposed to come out in summer and then she mm. put up a soundcloud link with her whole album and then when the actual album came out like a few months later barely sold at all yeah did. i i don't think she got dropped from the label but it didn't go it well. wouldn't go down well i imagine <laughs>
0: no but yeah that's kind of Similar to what I was saying before about 88 keys, like if people already heard it, mm-hmm. and even if like they download it as well, like obviously we live in a streaming services era now, where mm-hmm. most of your music consumption, or at least most of my music consumption, is done um, on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But back in the days where like you download things to your iTunes, like if you're downloading things already, and it was already in your library, mm-hmm. like what would be the purpose of downloading it again? Um, mm-hmm from a fan's perspective so I feel like yeah leaking an entire album is quite a risky move especially like a few months in advance but yeah yeah, if you just leaked like a track Mm -hmm. create some buzz about that track I can imagine that going a bit better
1: yeah and I guess with that particular case and also I mean it can be compared to Lupe Fiasco but I don't think he ever actually leaked his album Mm -hmm. he just kept talking about how frustrated he was and then there were like protests yeah about them not putting out of the album that's kind of a different situation because you mentioned like a free speech thing before it's like that's actually a situation where there are two different teams and the one that wants the music to be put out is the one that created it mm. and so the leakers are seen as like actually carrying out some sort of social justice in that sense
0: yeah yeah i can't remember which album it was but that Lupe Fiasco album, I'm pretty sure Anonymous, the hacking group, got involved and were like, they contacted, contacted the record label and were like, this is an issue of freedom of speech. If you don't release it, we're gonna release it.
1: Take time to learn like caught appointed attorneys. Restore the order, we either join or adjourning. let join I'm up performing the journey. In all earnest, I go so burny. Takes another nigga to turn me get it straight I ain't late on stage. i'm just sternly stating how what i do with grace takes another nigga determine yeah so it kind of happened twice with lupe um there was an album do you remember there was an album called lasers yeah that was um supposed to be put out and like it just got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back i was watching a video about lupe recently and they were saying that apparently he was going in a very different direction originally on this album mm. and the label were like no you cannot do that yeah. and then he spoke out about the label saying like we had loads of songs on there that were like very radio friendly and they weren't taking it to the radio and they weren't putting him out there um and then it sparked like protests and there was like over 100 people outside the record label um offices like demanding the album and it came out <laughs> And then everybody <laughs> hated it. Like it, Yeah, that it wasn't was a very a good album, which was such
0: a funny thing. Like, there's such a drama yeah. about this it, release. And needs. then
1: all the promo for the album, once it was out, was him like, I don't like this album. Like, I didn't want to put it out. It's because the label made me go in this direction. Yeah. And then the next album was the one where... Um, he had loads of big features on there and again he was like the label aren't taking it to the radio and that was the one where he kind of made it seem like this is an album I care about and that's mm-hmm. when Anonymous were like sort it out or we will and they said something like we'll always protect the free speech of artists promoting conscious music and they were mm-hmm. like if you hold back must therefore Common or Christ like we're gonna get them
0: <laughs> Common <laughs> um, must be pretty pleased that Anonymous are on his side there <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> didn't even have to do anything he's just the, they're just on his side I mean yeah all of them none of them were involved
1: <laughs> <laughs> while Steph's just chilling on a whole nother continent and he goes oh okay <laughs> um, but yeah that is I think quite a different I mean there's definitely comparisons because it's the process of leaking yeah but it's quite a different situation that is of course like the slightly more positive side of it yeah um but the whole leaking thing takes up its own moral conundrum. I think, particularly in terms of Matt Miller, particularly like with posthumous releases, because there are other posthumous releases as well.
0: Yeah. And with Matt Miller, it's really interesting because uh, obviously there are like his own projects that never got released, but there are projects that he did with other people that mm-hmm. haven't got released. So the one that gets talked about a lot is he did a project with Madlib called Maclib and mad lib like at shows obviously pre-coronavirus would sometimes play songs off this um unreleased album Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. technically like yeah the music belongs to mad lib or at least partially belongs to mad lib um Mm -hmm. so he's kind of within his rights to perform it but at the same time he's not got like full consent and the same with um Matt Minnes DJ, Clockwork DJ, I think he got in a bit of trouble with Matt and his family because he mm-hmm. would just like play stuff and be like, this was meant to be on, or this was from the Good AM era and it never mm-hmm. got released. And he'd play it live and stuff. And then people were kind of getting these clips and being like, oh, I, I want to hear the full version of this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, like, yeah, like they did kind of have an artistic... They did have some creative control over it, but not full creative control. So it's a bit more grave in that sense. Did Clockwork actually produce or did he just DJ? Uh, I'm not sure if he produced any, but he definitely, I mean, he's on Matt Miller's team like from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When we saw him, he was there. Yeah, yeah. So
0: I feel like he probably has some kind of input,
1: but I don't know exactly what. Hmm. Uh, I mean, if the family are upset with it, then like that's a pretty clear sign that that's a mm. bad thing. Um, i don't know the situation as much with madlib and i don't know if that would have been something where they'd like i just think if someone's dead and their family are not too difficult to access you Mm. should probably get some sort of approval from them first yeah but i can see the frustration of working on a project that's probably going to be one of the biggest projects that you put out like there'd be so much buzz about that album Mm. um if not the biggest, like, it's got a lot of potential there. And so to have that just stripped away is obviously really frustrating for an artist.
0: And especially, like, with a combination like Mad Lib and Mac Miller now, where Mm -hmm. Mac Miller is a hip-hop artist, like, he is a rapper, but his last couple albums kind of straying away from hip-hop. So Mm -hmm. then to do an album with Mad Lib and go back to hip-hop would i mean even if he was alive i reckon that would have had a lot of buzz around it Mm -hmm, Um, definitely so the added buzz of it being a posthumous release plus being like this kind of musical journey Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is or musical
1: development even Mm
0: -hmm. is yeah probably quite difficult for mad to deal with
1: yeah i mean definitely there's something as well to be said that Mac Miller had a posthumous album, like Circles Mm. is a posthumous album, but that isn't considered at all a leak because that's something that he was... I mean, they're both albums that he was working on before he died. Yeah. But because that one had a very clear direction, and I think it was quite involved, the family were quite involved with approving everything there, that's an official release. Yeah.
0: Although I am fairly certain that a few songs on Circles did get leaked before it was uh, released.
1: Mm-hmm. but I'm not sure which ones. But yeah, it's an it's an interesting comparison to think of a, a, a posthumous album versus a leaked album. Um because is the decision maker just the label? In that mm. sense, is a leaked album just a label uh, like an album that isn't officially put out through the label or through well, the intended means?
0: So that's kind of an interesting thing to go on to our next section more generally about posthumous releases mm-hmm. um, so for example Biggie and Tupac and Tupac in particular had a bunch of posthumous releases mm-hmm. um, and in Biggie's case there was some where it would just be like old verses put onto new beats with a mm-hmm. new feature or something um, and that was very, and I think this kind of happens with Tentacion as well, but I'm not so familiar with that. Like, so much of their music is now just being released that was probably unfinished or not intended to be released or whatever. Just, you know, musicians make music for a living. That's what they do all day, every day. Yeah. Um, so those kind of things are being decided by other people completely. Like, you don't know what the wishes of the artists were. So then mm. where... Does the morals
1: uh, lie with that yeah i mean in terms of um you saying musicians make music all day every day yeah i remember seeing an interview with joey Bad when um all american is it called all american badass mm-hmm. when when that album came out um and he said that at the minute he was sitting on like 1200 unreleased songs from that year mm. um And thinking about that in terms of musicians making music all the time, for him to have all of those songs and then be like, okay, these are the 15 or something tracks that I want to be on the album. Yeah. um, To suddenly look into that, it's like kind of, it's like reading someone's diary or something. It's like, or just judging someone. Like we don't record every conversation that we've ever had. Mm. And if we did, and it suddenly got put out, that would be embarrassing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> like if I put out an unedited version of this pod, mm-hmm. I'd be like what the hell am I listening to? <laughs> <laughs> um
1: and not to stray away from posthumous releases cuz I'm just yeah. but like a posthumous release is, could in theory if Jerry Bader died, someone could take all of those songs that he didn't want to put out um and leak it as a posthumous album. Mm. Um and that's something that he never wanted anyone to hear. Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, the Tupac situation, it also happened with Biggie, I think you said as well. Mm. Um, it just kind of seems like they're trying to capitalise on on the name. Mm, for sure. Um, I mean, obviously, Tupac was working on music a lot when he was dying. I mean, before he died, sorry. Um, but it's still like... And, and because of their status, everybody wants... More music, mm. more of the same, um, because they're supposed to be the best ever. But it's just let it go. <laughs> yeah, just just let it go. Like there's that, um what's that album called? The white one with Tupac on it, and it uh, it's a Tupac album, and like Eminem's on there quite a few times. It's got that song Soldier. Mm. Posse deep as I roll through the streets, motherfucker, police as we creep in our jeeps. Laying so low you think I'm sleep, But at the slightest beat I'm robbing knickers So they teeth And no B.T. can get the dick if they play toughy Last time the niggas rushed me I ain't bust but now I'm touched Trust me Ain't nothing jumping but these buckshots. shots The niggas got enough knots I'm popping at corrupt cops But that's the thing is is that that has got some good songs on it Yeah I've, I've I li- i remember listening to it because I think I listened to it when I was younger and I maybe didn't know what was his official albums and what wasn't Yeah um, but that's only an official album because, like we said, like the label put it out. The label wanted to make money from it. Tupac wasn't in the studio with Eminem. He didn't choose these features. Yeah, this is a a, cons- a product made by the company. Yeah, for the for the consumer.
0: Sorry, I'm just looking through this Tupac album. You know what? There's so it's called "Loyal to the Game," the one you're thinking of, and it's got a song yeah. called "Soldier Like Me." But honestly, like. You scroll through, there must be, according to Spotify, 10 albums by mm. Tupac that have come out after he died. And I'm pretty sure
1: he put out two or three. Yeah, not many. Yeah. <laughs> and another interesting thing to con- uh, to think about in relation to that is the new or fairly new Gangstar album. Mm. Do you want to go on with that?
0: Yeah, so... In that case, and I've listened to a few interviews with DJ Premier, Gangsta, uh, Guru and DJ Premier formed Gangsta They were big in the 90s, and I think I had a couple hours in the noughties. And then they had a bit of a falling out. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a big falling out. Mm-hmm. And from what it sounds like from DJ Premier's perspective, is this guy, I can't remember what his name is, basically became like an advisor to Guru. And Mm -hmm. was basically giving him very bad advice, somewhat signing away like loads of the things that he had access to or like owned and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. and then uh, there's a letter from Guru to DJ Premier basically saying like I don't want anything to do with you. And then it kind of came about that that was probably. He was probably taken advantage of, Guru's probably taken advantage of by this guy mm-hmm. when he was quite ill. Mm-hmm. So this guy would have like the rights to Gurus unreleased music. Um so then DJ Premier, with the help of Guru's family, gets access back to this music. Um and with that makes uh Bless the Mic," I think is what the album's called.
1: Yeah, the guy that, sorry, was holding back Guru's stuff was a guy called Solar, or Solar, and apparently he was also. Um Guru's family claimed that he prevented them from contacting Guru when he was ill just before he yeah. died as well. Sorry, the album, the gangsta album is one of the best yet. Not bless the mind.
0: I got soldiers that have turned shit out, burn shit out. Do I come correctly when it's my turn, no doubt? I twist the trees in the cold with one hand wiping my nose. Girls say that I'm fly, cause they be liking my clothes. But the clothes or the money can't make the man. When I find my vicious grip, you can't take it, man.
1: Face it and understand. There are no winnings for you. What I'm beginning to do
0: is bring an ending to you and your crew so yeah this guy solar obviously taking advantage of him but then in that case like obviously guru and bj premier were very good friends probably mm-hmm. would have remained good friends if this guy solar hadn't have uh meddled with it but when guru has recorded this music like his
1: mindset is I don't want anything to do with DJ Premier. hmm And also, even though, cause it, cause with the fact that like he kept his family separate, uh, the solo guy kept the family separate. The family wanted the music to come out. Yeah. And so that's why it came out. But if Guru was still alive and he was still in that mindset, mm. he probably wouldn't have wanted it to come out. Mm. Um, and so is that a bit of an ethical conundrum there or moral conundrum even because even though the world and half of the group and the family of the other half wanted it to happen if the one person doesn't want it to happen Mm. should it not be released to the public
0: yeah and I feel like uh, I mean it's really interesting because obviously that album came out and Gangstar fans
1: Mm -hmm. were like
0: I mean a lot of them really loved it It got Mm -hmm. pretty good reviews. So, in that case, like when we talk about like uh, affecting your image, I don't think Mm -hmm. it affected the image in that way. But yeah, like you can never know exactly what one person wants from their music or how they want it to be received. Or because I mean, the beats weren't for this album weren't made when Guru was alive. So like
1: he might have said,
0: "I don't want that beat on this verse or whatever."
1: Yeah, I mean, also Dr. Dre kind of. He just kind of takes ownership of whatever (laughs) artists he's dealt with in the past. Like, I mean, he isn't the one that gave Kendrick the two-pack samples from the interview that go on throughout to Pimp Butterfly. Hmm. But he is responsible for the Nate Dogg feature on um, the Anderson album. Mm -hmm. Is it on Oxnard or is it on...?
0: I think it's on Ventura.
1: Yeah. And, like... They didn't know each other, but Dr. Dre is just kind of seeing that one artist is looking up to the other Mm -hmm. and he's kind of treating it as like a this will kind of keep the legacy of Nate Dogg alive by having him interact with Anderson. And I guess you could say like Premier is trying to do it as a keeping the legacy of Guru. Yeah. You can either see it in that positive way or like, oh, he just wants more money.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because... This is a bit of a weird way to look at it, but essentially, when an artist dies, like their career isn't over. Mm -hmm. Like they still are making money from sales and royalties and whatever, which go to the estate or the record label family, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, in a sense, like if they're still making revenue, there is still a chance to market an artist. Like, I mean, you could just have an artist's albums on Spotify and whoever listens to them listens to them and that's just the way it is. Um, But, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a way to market a legacy and I guess that's what these guys are doing.
1: Yeah. And I guess also, if you look at um, Snoop Dogg, Mm-hmm. Uh, Coachella, even if they're dead, yeah. Tupac's not done performing. <laughs> yeah. <like. laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a really good example actually. That I hadn't really thought about like, did
0: Snoop, did Tupac want to be a hologram? Was that ever something he'd considered? I don't
1: know. I think m- who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if it's just of his own performance, I think he'd probably find it. But... Yeah, no, I don't know. I've never had a chat with Tupac. I've never, <laughs> never confirmed. <laughs> Um, but yeah like Nipsey Hustle's still putting out songs yeah um, Pop
0: Smoke obviously had
1: an album that came out yeah. after he died yeah um, Circles as well but. yeah
0: so yeah it's definitely still I mean it's definitely still a thing and I think with Pop Smoke like his album was kind of similar to Circles like it was nearly done but not quite done mm-hmm. and 50 Cent was like kind of took over the creative control and Pop Smoke mm-hmm. and 50 Cent knew each other so I feel like 50 Cent probably had
1: a good idea of what was trying to be achieved. At the start, you said, Oh, I did listen to some of the songs. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> when you before you listened to them, did you have any thought of like, oh maybe I shouldn't do this? Or was it just once you
0: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, yeah, and no, like I was really intrigued to know more about the project. So like the one that mm-hmm. was recorded at the same time as Faces Mm -hmm. i kind of wanted to know why didn't this project come out like there's artwork for it that's in this Mm -hmm. shared drive there's track names like there's track listing um what's the deal what's going on so -hmm. in that sense i'm kind of intrigued but then at the same time yeah like you feel kind of an obligation not to listen to it as much Mm -hmm. as you want to listen to it
1: do you think if it had just been one song then you would have kind of I would have been
0: more likely to listen to it I think
1: yeah for some reason that seems a bit more intentional yeah if it's just one one track that goes out there whereas if you've got 139 songs it's like you're just looking through someone's computer mm. and you're just taking whatever you want
0: yeah and I feel like uh, one song could be about anything and like mm-hmm. sometimes a song doesn't even really have a message it's just like bars or lyrics Mm -hmm. or whatever whereas an actual like whole project for something like for like circles or even faces like faces was so much about Matt Miller's state of mind then like being depressed and being addicted to drugs and circles Mm -hmm. is like um kind of dealing with thinking that you're past like of darkest parts, and then realizing that they've caught up to you a bit and like dealing with life in that sense. So, those are like really strong themes in the projects and mm-hmm. the albums. So, if you leak an entire project, then like what if Matt Miller released one that was about, like, I don't know, supporting Spurs, for example, <laughs> but like he didn't want you to know that he was a Spurs fan or something like that would be like. <laughs> And that's a terrible analogy. I need to think of something about it.
1: <laughs> But no, it's, it's not that bad of an analogy because it's just like, oh, he's put out these albums that are important seemingly to him. Yeah. But then he might do something for fun where he's just kind of taking the piss and just talking about yeah. something in his life. And he doesn't want that now to be his legacy.
0: And now everyone suddenly thinks Matt Miller is the biggest Spurs fan in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah like when you talk about wanting your image intact like I don't know if that's mm-hmm. yeah like I don't know
1: there's an interesting quote from that article that I referenced earlier um, where there's a man called Joe Hastings who works for a mental health charity called uh, Help Musicians UK and he says um, musicians have told us how important their creative output is through making music not just in terms of making a living but also in terms of their identity and their self-worth mm-hmm. and i think that um relates quite well to this idea of like when they put out these albums that is their identity and that is they get some sort of wealth that uh, not wealth sorry worth mm-hmm. from putting out this identity other people relating to it mm-hmm. and other people benefit from it too um Whereas they wouldn't get that if that's just suddenly stolen from them and other aspects of themselves are revealed that they maybe didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah, can I change that analogy,
0: actually, about Mamela? Say he made an <laughs> album about eating meat and then he mm-hmm. became vegetarian or vegan and then someone mm-hmm. leaked the meat album. He's like, well, that's not me anymore. The I'm meat not- album? The meat <laughs> album. he like, that's not me anymore. I'm a vegetarian. I don't want this persona of me to be out there. Without mm-hmm. the context of the other one, mm-hmm. that's kind of a better analogy. In my in yeah, mind. slightly yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the end of the podcast about leaks. I hope you think it was worthwhile. Usually, we finish with some recommendations. So, Aaron, what have you got for us
1: this week? Um, well, I actually didn't have a recommendation coming into the podcast, but I thought of one. That was very related as we were talking about it. Um, not because it got leaked, but because of the kind of themes in the project. I might have spoken about it before, um, it's prima madonna by Vince Staples he keeps shit creeping, no And it's like he did the album and then he did like a it's like a visual album. There's a video that goes along with Is it. Is that the one
0: with um Senorita on it? Is it the one with Senorita in it? Oh no, that's summertime 06. That's summertime 6. Yeah 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 yeah. Never mind.
1: No, it's the one, it's got I think ASAP Rocky's on it. Mm-hmm. Um it's got like Pimp Hand, I think it's called, and it's got War Ready is uh-huh. the one that uses that outcast song for at the start. if you remember mm-hmm. that that one's really good. But anyway, uh, it's an album all about like um, the relationship between artists and fans and how um, it's so like aggressive and how they have to just come and perform and the, uh, and the fans feel like entitled mm-hmm. um, to own everyone's music and to have the performance there and it references all these people like Kurt Cobain and like Amy Winehouse who like are driven um kind of off the edge by the fame and like mm. taken too far and it's looking at the harmful nature of that um which i just kind of thought about when we were talking about the consumerism of of the leaking identity of being yeah. like we deserve these projects um yeah and actually
0: like we didn't really talk about it before but music is like that, in no like there's no comparison in other art forms in terms of fan expectations of their, um, of the like the artists they like. Mm-hmm. Like, you never expect to hear like a film fan being like, I want two films by this person a year, otherwise, they like <laughs> flop the year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a prime example, Jules Marks flop of the year Kendrick Jimper album this year (laughs) that's five years
0: or four years or whatever
1: Um, but yeah in in that in that article that um, I've mentioned one of the leakers is like oh they've got a responsibility to the fans to not starve them of music and they should be putting out two mixtapes a year and like it's exactly like you're saying yeah that's
0: kind of mad because like um, it's such like a sense of entitlement uh from the fan and Mm -hmm. in that sense it's literally like it sees the musician as so much more of like a product or Mm -hmm. even maybe an employee to the fans rather than someone who's just doing something that they like and expressing themselves in this way
1: yeah and that's a an idea that vince staples likes to touch on quite a lot Mm -hmm. and when i been to vince staples shows he's quite kind of self-referential about the crowd there and about how it's slightly uncomfortable for him um what is your recommendation for the week jules i mean for, yeah for the week
0: yeah so mine is well so i realized that sango the producer mm-hmm. put out three albums last year oh um <laughs> i knew he put out one no, he put out one called Shango, one called, I think, Sango or something, uh-huh. and one called De Rossinia 4.
1: Yeah, I think I only knew about Shango.
0: De Rossinia, I mean, I'm probably pronouncing these horribly, but uh, De Rossinia, like, he's done, like, a series of these, and this is, like, obviously the fourth one. Um, and, yeah, I kind of came across Shango, I think, maybe Sango and i was like oh shit like i kind of knew this had come out but kind of forgot about it and then i went Mm -hmm. on his thing realized there's all this music and it's all really good i would say start with the ross four and then shango and then
1: sangozinho um he also because i just looked up to try and remember which album i knew about he's put out another project three days ago are you serious yeah, called Eyes. <laughs> what the it's
0: hell? It's like
1: a six-tracky... Some people never stop. He's a leaker, man. <laughs> um, yeah. That's so mad. Because you know what? Like, last three days, I've been
0: properly just banging out those three projects and did not see Eyes come up once.
1: <laughs> uh, didn't see Eyes, eh? What well, have used see. my
0: eyes. Um, but no, yeah, the Ross. Was... Uh, Doros Senior 4, really, really good. And then Warrior on Shango is probably my favorite track off that project. And they're all mm. like Brazilian influenced and like biofunk influenced over mm-hmm. hip hop beats. So go check them out.
1: Lovely. Um, to summarize, Jules, leaks. Good or bad? Oh, bad. <laughs> bad. The ABSJ official opinion but is that they're bad. if you do
0: find yourself listening to a
1: leak, we understand. It's not your fault. It's the leakers. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we're all good to go then. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> see you next week for something that we haven't decided on yet. Hopefully it'll be just as good as this. <laughs>
1: See you next week for something else. (laughs) All right. Peace out. Bye.